Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. Well, welcome, listeners. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our 2023 premiere episode Woo! of Pilot Lights. I'm Brittany Bly, obviously, and I will welcome my co-host, the lovely Anna Marie Newell. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. (laughs) I am about to lose control, and I think I like it. Oh, my goodness. But it's Um, the truth. Are you on... (laughs) Are you on uh, caffeine pills? <laughs> well, you know, I just had some cake, so there's like probably a lot of sugar in my my blood right now. Listen, that's the same thing for you: caffeine pills and cake. <laughs> yeah, no, but I just I missed you, yeah, and I missed recording, and I know. Well, you and I were chatting, and I I said, Brittany, do you feel like when you wa- are watching TV shows just for fun and for you? Do you feel like you are thinking in like the pilot lights way? Mm-hmm. Because I certainly have been. And so now it's a time that I can, we can actually like talk about it for real. So I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited too. Yeah, it was a, it was a long break, but it was a good break. And mm-hmm. I'm just really excited about like the different shows and like the things that we've kind of discussed about how we want to update our podcast a little bit and just Mm -hmm. add a little bit more to it. Um, I did go back and re-listen to like our first few episodes on Apple, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just to see if there's a difference between Apple and Spotify. Spoiler, there's not. Um, But yeah, I do think that we've like really gotten a hang of it. I think our, um, our back and forth is just more natural as to like how we actually speak to each other. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, I know you've gone back and listened to them. Oh, I mean like all the time. I feel like half of the listens are me (laughs) on different platforms. (laughs) Speaking of, I did post like a a nice little, um, just like a invitation to this uh, podcast group that I'm a part of called A Cup of Tea in a Chat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so shout out to anybody who might be listening from that. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, we're just appreciative of anybody who listens because- Definitely. And also, so we are on Instagram. Um, Our handle has slightly changed to be a little more descriptive. We are pilotlights.podcast in case anyone was like, what in the world is Pilot Lights? And then now we're on Facebook. So now all your Facebook buddies can follow us there and and see some of our um, announcements and pictures and little tiny blurbs and clips. I think so. No. Also, we should add some pictures of us. <gasps> we should. So people know what we look like. Well, but don't we want to keep the mystery alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since we're attached to both of the Instagram pages. I think our accounts. It's really hard to find out what we look like. Yeah. Um, but sure, yeah. Let's keep the mystery. Should we create <laughs> avatars of ourselves? Like going back to back? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I could use my Bitmoji. <laughs> Do you have one? 
Yeah, can you put two bit bitmojis you together? You can. You can. Okay. Okay, so we'll talk off air about this cuz this right, is well, getting real. Well, listen, listen listeners, look out for our bitmoji <laughs> experience of our avatars. Honestly, like we'll probably just look the same. <laughs> I feel like your bitmoji and my bitmoji will look the same. Guys, we look so similar and people like think that we are sisters. Yeah, they do. And well, that is the truth. <laughs> I mean, sisters from different misters and mothers. Madams? Ma- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. So it's the beginning of the year. Did you come up with any? Are you a believer of? Uh, Resolutions? Yeah. I mean, I'm a believer of, like, making changes in your life. I don't think it has to happen on January 1st, you know, yeah. and, like, not on December 31st or whatever. But, sure, I want to be – I have thought about this, and I want – to like follow through with more things that um kind of come into my mind if that makes sense so for example I'm sure I'm not the only one like this but if I'm you know let's say scrolling through the the tiki talkies and in the back of my mind I'm like I should go to sleep or I should stop watching these Mm -hmm. and do the dishes I usually don't. And I just like keep scrolling or I think, oh, just one more. And then, of course, it's like 50 more. Um, I want to be more intentional about kind of following those little thoughts and feelings that I have about myself so I can take care of myself better and just kind of be more mindful of like things that I need. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. What about you? Um, I... It's so funny because I do take January, like in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is a great restart, mm-hmm. but I'm against goals like weight loss and I'm against goals that are mm-hmm. really about changing your appearance. I mean, yeah. more power to people who that is their goal, but obviously like I think at the same time, it's just hard to not think about like health and physical yeah fitness and things like that I um didn't set any major goals Mm -hmm. I think I do want to like I heard a really good one from my sister's (laughs) mother-in-law who she was like I read this lady who decided to do 22 hard things so like the year of 2022 she decided to do 22 really hard things like run a 5k and organize her closet and things like that and so we all kind of talked about like doing 23 hard things oh yeah so I don't know I'm kind of thinking about what that might look like Mm -hmm. I don't know we'll see I I stay tuned I guess for resolutions just being a nice person I think you know yeah well I mean you're already there so Mm. (laughs) sometimes (laughs) sometimes I'm nice actually most of the time I'm I'm nice you are yeah okay so I'm so excited about um, our show today, our episode. Uh, Brittany, take it away and introduce what we're going to talk about. All right. Okay, listeners, get ready, because I was so excited about this show. I read a bunch of reviews about it before watching it. Um, And in June, actually, I think I watched it in July of 2022. Anyways, it's FX, the FX series, The Bear. 
Um, and this can be streamed on Hulu. It was dropped all of season one at one time. So there are eight episodes. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great show. The plot description on IMDb, since that's our favorite, is <laughs> a young chef from the fine dining world returns to Chicago to run his family sandwich shop. I mean, that right there makes it sound like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it really has the <laughs> Right? It, it definitely does. But I will say it is the most opposite of a Hallmark <laughs> movie that you could possibly imagine. Hmm. Picture okay. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. It's like nitty gritty. I mean, you're from the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. Yep. We used to go to Chicago multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Chicago. And so this show, I feel like, depicts this like gritty Italian beef sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> and this character takes over and it's just so great. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just say, I knew it was Chicago. Ooh. Before they said it was Chicago, and before I didn't read anything about this show, I literally just clicked on it because we oh. decided how did Honoree know it was Chicago? Because of that like corn cob skyscraper building. And when I was there with my friend, we went on that river cruise that mm-hmm. the um, architecture cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing is so cool. And like I love all those buildings, and the corn cob thing is there. So let me let me tell you about that architectural tour. I have done that one twice. I did it when I went for a conference in Chicago, and then when I went to Chicago with Will, we did that architecture, and it, it was the same tour, different stories on the boats. Oh. So it was like a different tour each time, I and mean, not like made up stories, like not like yeah. hey, this building has two different stories. They just pointed out different buildings. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, now I really want to do it again because that was the coolest thing. I would do it again, again. Like I would do it a third time. It was just, it's a fun way to relax. Also, after we got off the boat, it just started pouring and we're at like Navy Pier trying to walk. And I'm like, well, it looks like we're not going to be walking around Chicago. Oh man. Hey, we should do that for spring break. Oh yeah, we should. I mean, it's close to me and Chicago's so fun. You can fly there. All right. Let's keep going. All right. So back to the bear. Do you want to talk about the cast and then we'll talk about the... Yeah. Okay. So this episode is called System. It's Mm -hmm. the pilot episode. And um, basically it starts out, we have our main character, Carmi, who's played by Jeremy Allen White. Had you seen him before? No, but I heard that he was in Shameless. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that show? Okay. Um, no. Yeah, he kind of looks like a young, shorter Gene Wilder. Have you heard that before? <laughs> no, but you heard that? that like I'm dying. Okay. Come with me. <laughs> I do have to say his eyes Gorgeous. Yeah. are so beautiful. Yeah. Like the blue. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He he's great. He's a really fun character. I think his acting is phenomenal. We'll get into that when we get into ratings. But uh, mm-hmm. so he, Jeremy Allen White plays Carmi, who is the chef that's come back to take over his brother, uh, his brother's business. And his brother has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, I guess we don't, we don't, we're not introduced to the brother, but his brother in flashback sequences is played by John Bernthal. Do you know who that is? No. He was in Walking Dead. 
Oh, you wouldn't know that. Anyways, right. he's a great actor. Okay. <laughs> he played Sean in Walking Dead. Anyways. Um, okay. So then we have, uh, I guess we're just going to go down the list of what was on IMDb. We have Richie, who yeah. is his cousin, quote unquote. And he was Michael, who is Carmi's brother who's died. He was Michael's best friend. And they kind of ran this restaurant together. So they're not cousins? No, they call each other cousin. But they're not cousins, and you find that out later in the series. Okay, but it doesn't was... matter. They act like they're cousins. Yeah, they do, and they yeah. literally are like cousin, 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 like the yeah. whole time. So yeah. I thought that they were cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you would from the first episode, so that's fine. Uh, and then we have Sydney. Sydney is one of my favorite characters. She mm-hmm. is kind of this like sous chef who comes to Carmi and says, "Hey, I want to come work." for you and just like do this internship there's some name that is like a chef name but i don't know what it is anyways uh and she's played by an actress named io edebury she's phenomenal um she is a really great character she plays his suit chef um Mm -hmm. she gets in this first episode asked to make like the family dinner um and she's kind of trying to showcase her skills too yeah um, and she's like technically trained from, yeah. you know, the Culinary Institute of America or yeah. whatever. She knows that Carmi is this like world renowned chef who has left this world to come take over her, his brother's shop. And she, when she comes to him, she's like, hey, this was my dad's favorite sandwich shop. I grew up in Chicago. I'd love to come work for you. Also, why are you here? Like, <laughs> why did you take over this? And he's like, I'm here to make sandwiches. And then he just like walks away and he says, yes, you can come. And then we have Sugar. So Sugar is Carmi's sister, Carmi mm-hmm. and Michael's sister. Um, and she's played by Abby Elliott. Uh, she's only kind of in the episode a little bit, but right. you get that there's a sense of sort of discord between her and Carmi. Carmi's kind of been away for a while. We find out he didn't come to his brother's funeral. So there's definitely some butting of heads from all of the characters besides Sydney towards Carmi because it's like, oh, you left and you're too high and mighty and you, mm-hmm. you know, you left us and now you're back. Okay, cool. You're going to tell us what to do. Um, so then there, we have these other chefs that kind of filter in and out. Uh, we have Marcus who makes the bread. Mm-hmm. And Marcus is a really great chef uh, baker, and uh, he's played by Lionel Boyce. We have Tina, who's just sort of this like Latino, Latina, Latina. Is that right? Is that what I say? Oh, okay. <laughs> we have <laughs> Tina, who she's like clearly been a chef for a really long, uh, not even a chef. Like they call each other cooks. Like, like she's cooked in this kitchen for decades, right? She's right. known Carmi since he was little and she's played by Liza Con- Connell. Sorry. Liza Colon Zayas. I mean, that's a name, right? Like that's a name. Job. It's a great name. Um, and then we have Neil Fack <laughs> and Neil is kind of the like handyman. And it's clear he's sort of grown up with Carmi and Michael and Richie. And he's played by Maddie Matisson. And fun fact, he's actually a chef. Yeah, I read that too. He actually is like a trained chef Mm -hmm. at a restaurant. And it's funny because he plays a character who doesn't really cook. Like that's not who he is. No. The whole series, he doesn't cook. But he's a very funny character. And he Mm -hmm. has some pretty good one-liners. So you get to know these actors through this first episode the first episode is chaos like that's that's really um 
we'll get into reviews and things like that. But if I could put in like one word for the whole series, it's just kind of this organized chaotic sense and a sort of a mess. And we meet these characters and a lot of them are extremely unlikable (laughs) because you're just like, Oh my gosh, they're just cursing at each other. They're they've got like guns. (laughs) There's just like screaming. They're not nice to each other, but like Ted Lasso, they all, in my opinion, become extremely endearing by season by mm. the episode eight. So okay. it's sort of this like introduction to these characters, and you're just like, oh my gosh, Tina, cut the dude, like, and <laughs> Richie, like, get your get your stuff together, and like, really stop acting like a jerk, mm-hmm. and help Carmi with this restaurant, right? Because he's wanting to like build up his brother's legacy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. There are a few other characters that come in, like we meet Sugar's husband, Pete, and he is a ridiculous character who like absolutely is like obsessed with him, but it's clear he's like this outsider, not from Chicago, or he's like from the rich side of Chicago. I don't know, but he's just a very funny character. So you kind of get introductions to these different characters who come in and it's just chaos, like this whole show. And, and the first episode does a great job opening up into this just like chaotic, chaotic sequence that then makes mm-hmm. you go, do I need to move to Chicago and get a beef sandwich? Like, <laughs> I'm really hungry now. Yeah. <laughs> like- well, also, fun fact, um, this is actually based off of like a real Chicago Italian beef sandwich shop called Mr. Beef. <laughs> Mr. Beef. Yeah. I... I just, it's just like this cultural Mm. component of what I have no experience in, but I have siblings who've worked in like restaurant businesses, you know, and like Mm -hmm. different capacities as like either a cook or as a, as a waitress or whatever. And, uh, the back of a restaurant, I mean, I worked (laughs) at noodles and company for like three months. (laughs) This hardly counts, but let me tell you. Like there is chaos back there and some shady stuff that goes down. And that's like a corporate place that like clearly gets, you know, all the stuff. Like our boss got fired for like buying groceries at Sam's Club to save money. Oh my like, gosh. Anyways, it yeah. was it was chaos. I, I also uh, have worked in food service for like many years. I was a hostess and a server at a restaurant. Called? Bob Evans. <laughs> down on the farm and and then later I worked in like a a coffee shop cafe and yeah yeah, back of house is crazy and oof there's a lot of things that oh yeah I know that goes on that like customers shouldn't know about yeah yeah (laughs) let me just say that um so I love cooking shows I don't mean like you know great British bake-off which I do love that show but I love love the like dramedy shows. Uh-huh. That's what this is called. It's like a drama comedy. Yeah. Dramedy. Uh, and and like movies and things that are about chefs and cooking because I've always been intrigued by it. And it's been kind of a life dream of mine slash my mom's. And I feel like I adopted it myself to own or open my own like cafe or little restaurant or ice cream shop how did I never know that <gasps> I have always wanted a like neighborhood you know walk to it like in Arthur 
That's called the sugar bowl. No, I'm not kidding. This is based on Arthur. I have always wanted to own like a place called or not called, but like like the sugar bowl where kids can come after school. It's like family friendly and everyone just hangs out. Everybody knows everyone. And like there's Anna Marie, you know, making ice cream or whatever. I think that's so cute. One of my favorite families um, shout, shout out to the Giardinas in New Jersey. I don't think they listen, but if they did listen, she owned like she and her family like owned this ice cream shop in a cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they sold it after COVID, but it was like that place. It was exactly like that. Like she mm-hmm. worked there. Her boys like would help out after school. Anyways. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. Let's uh, talk about the plot. Let's talk about the plot. Picture this. <laughs> Chicago 2022. <laughs> Chicago 2022 here's the thing I cannot do a Chicago accent even though I li- I like lived close to there would go yeah. there and stuff but I can't do it um so we open this episode with Carmi walking on a Chicago bridge and there's a cage in the middle of the bridge all right and we're mm-hmm. like what is this and he opens up the cage and this bear walks out Da-da-da-da! that's the name of the show so clearly <laughs> there is some sort of thematic thing of this anyways the bear then lunges at him carmy wakes up and he's in the restaurant it's like four in the morning five in the morning and is it what six yeah because you're right it's six in the morning (laughs) and he it just it's like honestly i know we're gonna use this word a million times in this episode but chaos like music starts going he's lighting the fire he goes to like open the the store and he's getting beef and he needs 200 pounds of beef and he's only bought 25 and so this whole opening sequence we're introduced like little by little to these different characters and his just this mess in this mm-hmm. restaurant. Like it's dirty. He's yelling at people for like their knives and saying like using all these terminology of like uh, actual chefs and he calls everybody yeah. chef. And like at one point Tina's like, Jeff, <laughs> like <laughs> chef. He's like, no <laughs> chef. Um, and this is about, we see that, you know, he takes a phone call and he's trying to negotiate and trying to get more of this like Italian beef. Mm-hmm. for the opening of the restaurant right. um and through this sequence we also find you know he's talking to this guy on the phone who we don't see like yes you know yeah it's sad i miss him too i've taken over i'm trying to like figure out how to get this like place in order and it's his brother his brother's died mm-hmm. and we don't know why he's died we don't know what's happened but we kind of get a sense that it's traumatic and he wasn't that old he's making all these deals to try to get this beef he sells his like levi's did you get that like denim something jacket i think it's yeah it's like a levi jacket that his brother gave him he also like empties out the like arcade yeah thank you that's the word i had been looking for and i couldn't figure it out (laughs) he has these like arcade machines called Mm -hmm. ball breakers and it's like a knockoff of uh uh what's that one game mortal mortal combat <laughs> it's like so bizarre anyways it's like when's the last time these were emptied out and tina's like i don't know but don't unplug it because we'll never get those things to work again it's like <laughs> just just a, everything is just a crap show yeah. and so he empties it out he pays this guy in quarters for beef and that's that's like how he's like sh- he's like hustling to get beef for this restaurant right do you have anything on that um no but it reminds me of a time that i 
in elementary school paid at the book fair in pennies. <laughs> Welcome to being poor. <laughs> Am I wrong? And of course, like it's money and the moms were just like, Ugh. and they literally had to count it and I lost count. So anyway, I, I feel for Carmi, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's paying for Italian beef and $300 worth of quarters and Levi jackets and, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, so little by little through this sequence, like, he's the first one at the restaurant. He slept there and, you know, we meet Marcus and Marcus Mm -hmm. is like, the bread machine's not working, it's the mixer and Tina keeps changing the temperature and, like, they're just arguing and fighting and they have this system that's been put in place Mm-hmm. and that was set up by michael and and Richie. them i mean and they've them. been working together for probably yeah. so many years that like they have a system oh yeah it's the name of this episode and, the name of the episode. <laughs> and then in comes carmy this uh, like technically trained yeah. chef who has been successful in his own like high-end um world right and like This is the complete opposite. But the thing, though, is, like, their shop has also been successful in their world. So, Mm -hmm. like, here's this clash of these. It's not like he comes in and they're all trash and he's trying to make them better. It's like they're both good in their own ways. And now they're trying to figure out how to work together, even though some of them don't want to work together. Like, that is clear from this episode. Yeah, like he's this classically trained person coming in, trying to change this whole system that's been in place and worked, even though it's not a great system and it's not sustainable. What I really like about this show is we get like random clips between scenes or even in the middle of a scene of like pictures of his family when they're young, pictures of Chicago, like Wrigley Field, and then a picture of like a pile of, you know, beef bills. Oh, (laughs) beef i didn't know where you're going but also like a pile of bills so we know yeah. like yeah this is a beloved place but one of my favorite things so we're introduced to the chefs we have ibrahim who's like the meat guy mm-hmm. and you have you know uh marcus who's the bread guy and then tina who does all the sauteing and like all this like other stuff and then in rolls richie like the last mm-hmm. one to arrive like making jokes he's like carmy why'd you take spaghetti off the menu it's like the most important meal that's what makes our money he's like because it's gross like that's we're not gonna do it like it's gross he's like just because you can't cook pasta he's like it's just ridiculous (laughs) but richie i will say richie is probably my favorite character Mm -hmm. he's so awful in this first episode but also Mm -hmm. at the same time very entertaining to me yeah interesting we are introduced to sydney who mm-hmm. understands like what Carmi's trying to do. She believes in this restaurant. She wants to work with him. She's willing to do it for free. And he's like, I think in that moment he realizes, oh, this is a person I can trust. This is a person who's going to back me up. She's going to be my sous chef. Yes. Like make us a meal and I'll make a decision after that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, So they're trying to figure out how to drum up more service to make more money to get this beef that they need. And Carmi decides to to do a a ball breakers tournament to get people in. Mm -hmm. And it's like all these nerds just like line up. It was like a little Comic Con almost. Everyone's like dressed up in weird care like costumes. They're like, is that a carrot? There's like 
like a man dressed as a carrot. I also think it's like a cult classic game. Sure. There's not a lot of these arcades and it because it was this knockoff, only a few people get into it. And it's like really hard to play and win. So then Carmi's like, instead of making it a quarter to play, we're going to make it a dollar. So he has Feck come in and like, he's like, no one's going to pay that. And he's like, people are going to pay it. Right. Yeah. So they have their family style dinner, which I guess is a thing. I asked my sister and I guess they do this. Like you do like at bef- restaurants. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to do family. Well, I was just going to say one thing I really liked about that scene, or do you want to talk more? About no, that? go for it. Please do. Um, yeah. So she, Sydney kind of like sets the table and she tried to impress. She has like little garnishes in these like plastic Tupperware bins or something. I don't know. That's what it looked like. Um, and these people are like, what is this? Never thought I'd eat it. Eat, you know, plantains with my grass and (laughs) anyway they literally automatically start going around saying i'm grateful for whatever and like each person went around and it was literally like a family Mm -hmm. dinner Mm -hmm. and what i just thought it was funny not like haha funny but it was such a a contrast to what was happening in the kitchen beforehand like guys when we say it was chaotic it there was nonstop yelling over each other. I mean, there were like six conversations going on between five people. That's like what was happening. Everyone was yelling the decibel level. I'm sure my Apple Watch would have been like, you need to get out of there. It's too loud. <laughs> and then they sit down and they're like, I'm grateful for you <laughs> or something like that. And they're being funny and cute. Um, but I just I love that because it's like it's one of those shows that depicts families that are not at all like my family yeah um but that apparently still exists where like they hate each other they yell at each other but they will like kill for each other you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like they will back them up yeah they're gonna yell your face off but then they'll say that they're grateful for you at the same time (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think that that is the um essence of the show and one Mm -hmm. of the reviews that i read talks a lot about like how at the beginning it's like super chaotic and it's not towards the end that you're like oh okay I get where the story's going I'm interested in where this is gonna go so I'm gonna keep watching it but that first 15 or 20 minutes you're just like what is happening like I know and there's like so much cussing which Anna Marie typically is a little adverse to all that profanity but I it it makes sense in the context it does but one thing to note in that family lunch dinner scene, Carmi was not sitting down. He was not eating. He was just like looking out the window, looking at the time, and he was not participating in like the gratefulness yeah. sharing. And then yeah. who was it? They were like, Carmi, do you want to jo-? or like, oh, was it's it Sydney? Sydney? Yeah. Sydney was like, Chef, do you want to go next? And he said, No, no. I'm good. You he because he's like worried about the financial aspect of this business and trying to get this day started. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, that's a really thematic thing that I hadn't, I didn't realize until you just said it. Like that's so symbolic because he's not participating in this, even though he's trying to create this family that's organized where he's not actually trying to look at what they're act, what they are doing and said he's mm. trying to change everything and he's not even participating in this thing that he had this girl who isn't a part of this family. She yeah. sits down, she makes this meal. And I love that when uh, I think it's Ibrahim, he's like, are you going to try to impress with like presentation or taste? And she's like, you impress, uh, 
you or something like you make an impact by the taste or something like that. And so, yeah, yeah. Sydney's a really cool character. Um, Uh She, I feel like in this now listeners, I have only watched this pilot episode. Like when we were recording, I've only watched the pilot. Brittany, however, has seen the whole thing. If Mm -hmm. you didn't pick up on that yet. And so there's a lot of things that Brittany's like hinting at or talking about that. I really don't know what's going on, Um, which is fine. Right. Uh, in this first episode, Sydney is very quiet. It's mm-hmm. her first day. Mm-hmm. And she's literally thrown into this kitchen where these people are like ripping each other's heads off. Yeah. And like practically throwing knives, you know? Well, and, and I love when Richie and Carmi go into the uh, freezer and he's in, like, yeah. you, you hire this broad. And she's like <laughs> chopping like onions outside. And he's just, you can definitely like, hear them. No offense, but you hired this broad. And she's yeah. like, Ugh. and I love when he's like, welcome, sweetheart. And he's like, don't call her that. He's like, you can't call people that. He's like, yeah. oh, sorry, woke police. Like, he just like gets all in Carmi's face and yeah oh my gosh okay so this ending part of the episode and I think this is kind of a peek at there's a couple of scenes where you I think once you watch the whole thing you kind of pick up on it the second time you watch this part but like you're just I I think when I first watch I'm like man Richie's a dick like he's just the worst he's mad that Carmi got this like you know, this restaurant. And in fact, Carmi says like, or Richie's like, you're going to run this in. Like we had a system in place and like, you need to listen to me. And he's like, I don't need to listen to you. Why didn't Michael leave the restaurant to you if he wanted you to run things the same way? He left it to me. (sighs) And it's just, it's clear. It's like this painful moment where you kind of pick up on it and Richie's face. And then he like shuts it off and starts yelling at, at, Mm -hmm. you know, at all the people around. But anyways, Carmi goes, Towards the end of the episode, he's like, hey, I need you to help me get this, like, these people in line and just we got to get ready to open. And Richie's like, no, you can do it yourself. Like, you called all these people. We don't have enough time for this. Um, this is your thing. That's fine. We're going to focus on food. And he goes out and Carmi <laughs> starts getting, like, beat up by the carrot <laughs> and, like, all these nerds. And then <laughs> Richie, like, you just see a hand in the air and a gunshot. And so Richie literally takes a gun, shoots it in the air. And this may be the scene, like, I laugh out loud several times in this episode. And they're always with, they always pertain to Richie. And he's like, listen, you incel QAnon, like, you're going to be in order. And if we have a problem with that, like, then this is going to be a problem. And he basically is just like, entry fee is is a plate. And when you lose, you're out. And I gotta tell you, I hate litter. So you're gonna pick up after yourselves and you're gonna recycle. And Carmi kind of like looks at him and they're like, he's like, Am I understood? Yeah. Nerds. He like literally this whole time he is talking, he's yelling into a megaphone. <laughs> okay. And let me just tell you, um, this is what I wish I could say to my students. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, just imagine, like, there's so many videos like TikTok or Instagram that, you know, people kind of make fun of, not make fun of, but make fun of um, situations in schools where teachers be like, okay, we are going to go down to the auditorium for this 
special guest speaker. We are going to be silent in the halls. Mm -hmm. We're going to walk, you know, and they go through all these things. And it's like, if I see you, we're coming back. You're going to sit right next to me. That's literally sounded like Richie was being a teacher. teacher. (laughs) Yeah. But also yelling profanities and calling them all nerds, which maybe some teachers do. Mm -hmm. But that nerds, I know. <laughs> like that scene for that reason, and like obviously, like my experience, your experience as a teacher, like it had me laughing at that point. Yeah. So, anyways, they get all these people in, and at this point, Richie like pulls Carmi, and he's like, "Go in the back. We don't have enough food, and yeah. make the spaghetti. Like, I don't care what you think. Like, go back and you make the spaghetti." And, Mm -hmm. like, you see this dejected Carmi. He goes in the back. And then at this point, Marcus – so Marcus had been making the bread. It was really dry. Carmi gave him a bunch of, like, instructions, like, put a pan of water in the bottom. It'll fix it. Whatever. And Marcus is like, look, Carmi, here's the bread. And he goes, man, chef, this looks really great. See, I told you that's, like, how it's supposed to work. And he's like, can you go get me a a block of Parmesan? And Marcus looks at him. He's like, heard, chef, and walks away. And it's, like, this moment where you realize, like – that the staff slowly understand that Carmi knows what he's doing. They've known Carmi this whole time. And now they're like, instead of seeing him as this like little kid peer family member, Mm -hmm. slowly little by little, they start to see him as this person who knows what he's doing. Yeah. So Carmi's making the spaghetti. He starts like opening up the spaghetti sauce, looks at it and then just throws it in the garbage can. Basically like F you, you're not going to tell me what to do. And that's where the episode ends. End credits. Okay. That's episode pilot episode of the bear. Anything Mm -hmm. else you want to say about the plot that maybe you really liked or, I mean, we'll get into our ratings and reviews. Well, one thing I want to know, um, make note of is of course it, it starts out with his dream where he's, Mm -hmm letting this bear out of a cage in the, on this like deserted midnight, you know, bridge or whatever. And then I forget what other scene, cause I've only seen this once. There was another scene where you can hear, um, it's kind of like the music, you know, whatever's in the background kind of gets quieter. And then there's like growling. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in the, in the day, if he's not dreaming. You can hear this like bear, growl mm-hmm. um which was really interesting but then it like it's not like you see a bear or anything actually at one point you do see a bear and it's in a sketch mm-hmm. so this again i don't know a lot about this i honestly don't know why it's called the bear i can make some you know mm-hmm. suggestions or or guesses but i just found that really interesting and in that in like intriguing yeah. um because it it like had a very minor role in yeah. this plot for this episode, but it's also like the whole show apparently, <laughs> you know? So that was something that I noticed and I kind of want to know more anyways. All right. Well, um, ratings. Yeah. Let's talk about ratings. Reviews. We'll talk about our reviews. All right. So, on IMDb for the whole series, it w- there was a 8.4 rating, Ooh. which is pretty high for IMDb. Yeah. Episode one for um, systems is a 7.7, which yeah. is the lowest rating of any episode in season one. Okay. Uh, the eighth episode, I will say the rating is a 9.2. So Whoa. it definitely is a show where um, 
I wanted to say this with Ted Lasso last mm-hmm. week and I'm going to say it with this one as well. Like the first time I watched the first episode, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, I need to keep going because we'll, I want to see how this series goes. But now that I've watched the whole series, I really like the pilot episode going back and rewatching it. That's how I felt about Ted Lasso. The first time I watched it, I was like, eh, nothing special, whatever. But mm-hmm. then after you watch the whole series and then you go back and rewatch the pilot episode, you're like, oh, it sets it up so perfectly, yeah. like really does a good job. So I would say that that rating is pretty accurate. Um, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, the average tomato meter a hundred percent from critics and the average audience score is 91 percent dang so it's high right Mm -hmm. nice whistle that was a good one (laughs) a lot of the reviews that i did read said that there's so many shows in hollywood and movies and tv shows and all these things that try to depict what a restaurant experience is yeah and the fact that this show gets it right is a huge plus for why the show is so successful. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, in the food industry, there's a lot of really weird characters in the back and of a, you know, in the food. There are. Like people who've been, you know, a, a line chef for decades, but it's like dirty back there and there's like people swearing and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. they said, you know, the show is really does a good job. On Vulture, Maya Eakin Uh, set of episode one system is really just about establishing the vibe and drama of the bear and it does a good job you leave it's tight 27 minutes with more questions than you entered with and you want to stick around to find out the answers if system is any indication of where the bear is going it's going to be a fast gritty and thrilling ride and i can't wait to see what happens let's all just grab our favorite italian beef be it wet dipped or dry grab a seat at the counter and enjoy the ride which i thought was okay that's cute and then Roger and Ebert, um, Shelly Nicole, uh, pointed out the fact that the show does a really good job um, highlighting the service industry and how there are a lot of people, mainly uh, women and black and brown folks who are overlooked, overworked, and underpaid in this industry. And mm-hmm. so the fact that the bear really has like a vast variety of cast members um, and like a diverse group of people mm-hmm. it says a lot about the show and the uh, authenticity of kind of what that looks like yeah well i would also hope that it would be a little more diverse especially because it's in chicago mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's not like vermont and everyone's white <laughs> no offense to vermont but yeah if it if it were all white people i mean maybe because they're italian but yeah yeah of course like there's a lot of people in chicago so it really does make it real and i love that they're all working together even though they're yelling at each other you hate yelling <laughs> i don't like yelling no unless you're excited so yeah i mean i think i think that the other thing um that this show this pilot episode really builds in is this potential look I think when I first watched the episode, I'm like, man, he's having these like really vivid dreams of this bear and his sister's worried about something, but we don't know what it is. And like Mm -hmm. the show looks a lot at like mental health um, Mm -hmm. because they say something like, I don't know if you caught this conversation, but they're talking about how, yeah, I loved Michael. He was great. Um, Things got really dark at the end. So like Mm -hmm. you start to kind of realize that there's some underlying factors of this person who was super beloved but Mm -hmm. they didn't really know the demons that maybe he was going through right and 
that's all I know from watching the first episode. I was reading through a few reviews. I wasn't, um, I tried to not read the like spoiler reviews, but there were some that I saw that like substance abuse was mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, and, and how substance abuse is really prevalent in the food industry, which is yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, which is just, it's interesting for, to read that, you know, fact. Um, so I guess that that plays a role in the mm-hmm. show. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I think like, yeah, they, they talk a lot about like how the different characters handle all of them have some kind of thing that they're dealing with. And each mm-hmm. episode doesn't like target a specific person, but they um, really showcase you know, like Sydney and what she's gone through and how she got to where she is. And like, there's a point when Carmi's looking at her recom- uh, her references and he's like, or her resume and he goes, UPS, what's that? And she's like, United Postal Service. Like, <laughs> it's, I worked there to put myself through oh, school, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, you hear Richie talk about paying for his divorce and, you know, there's just a lot of things like why did Carmi leave New York and come and help his brother when he has this like, you know, astounding career where he's like received all these accolades and all this kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. I think, I think that the component where it's like, it leaves you with more questions is yeah. really accurate. Right. All righty. Well, I yeah. want to know what were your ratings? I want to know yours first. Oh, yeah. Okay. We rate um, each episode that we watch in four different categories. The first is acting out of five flames, <laughs> pilot lights, yeah. and the soundtrack or score. Um, third is script. And then the last is makes you want to watch it more. Um, and then obviously like an overall. So acting, I gave it five out of five because... It is it is so good. I there is there's no one actor where I'm like, wow, they're not doing a good job or I mean everyone like we've mentioned the like yelling <laughs> in the kitchen where there's like 15 conversations going on uh is perfect. Like they are yelling at and through each other. <laughs> but also like it's real. It's very raw. And, um, man, they do such a good job. And you can see, like, facial expressions, like Jeremy Allen White, he does so good. Uh, The other people, I forget their names. (laughs) Like, it's good. So, five out of five. The soundtrack, I also gave it five out of five because I was very aware of Mm -hmm. the music and the sounds. Like I said, I heard growling. Um, At one point, there's, like, this high-pitched sound. It's actually towards the end, right before he throws Mm -hmm. the spaghetti sauce in the trash. It's like this high pitched that like gets louder and louder. Like it is intentional what the creators are like putting into the show. So it's really good. The script. Yeah. I gave five out of five because. Wow. (laughs) The, I mean, the writing, the dialogue, the conversations, the yelling, like it's spot on. I also have to say that this pilot episode does a fantastic job at giving the audience background information without it being like, hi, we're giving you background information before the plot starts. Like it Mm -hmm. is in the moment you hear on the phone call. And like you said, there were like flashes of pictures and stuff. And we see 
kind of like a funeral announcement, you know, about Michael. And then it like clicks. And with his sister, have you called mom? I mean, like there's, it does such a good job, even in their yelling. Like we know that Richie's going through a divorce or he did. And it, it's really good. Um, I also want to say that (laughs) this first episode is like 28, rounding up to 28 minutes, which I thought this show, I mean, again, I didn't really know anything about it. I just saw it on Hulu and we chose to do it. I thought it was going to be like an hour long, you know, drama. Like those are typical, right? Mm -hmm. I was surprised that it's, it's shorter episodes. Yeah. Yet from the very beginning, or especially after he like wakes up out of his dream. Mm Mm-hmm. It feels like a movie. It it does not feel like a TV show. The cinematography, the editing, the music, the close-ups on him chopping a carrot or celery, like it is perfect. And I literally felt like I was watching a movie. And, yeah. and it I feels like movies. It's like you I watched the whole series in one day when I first watched it. Granted, <laughs> it's I was so like short. coming back from Europe so I was like uh-huh. definitely trying to anyways but I'm like if it, I would rather sit down and watch this whole thing than Avatar one more time like in one <laughs> oh, sitting okay, yeah going. Sorry. exactly so um okay last section makes me want to watch it more five out of five I I stopped after the first episode because I wanted to only talk about the pilot from my you know perspective but when I have time like I'm gonna go back and keep watching it for yeah. sure, especially yeah. since I've seen some reviews of certain yeah. episodes like later on. I mean, I guess if I were to average all my scores, what would that be? A five? Five out of five. <laughs> I think so. So there you go. Were you surprised? Yeah. I am surprised. I guess I'm not surprised. It's funny because Cami and Clarissa are watching this and uh-huh. I've just kind of come in and out as they've watched it. And I said, I forgot that you had mentioned you wanted to watch this show, mm-hmm. but I asked Cami, I was like, do you think Anna Marie would like this show? And we both were like, I don't know. There's a lot of swearing. But, yeah. but I think what I appreciate about this mm-hmm. is that it it doesn't feel excessive, even though yeah. it is, because it's literally yeah. just there. It doesn't feel like they're doing it to just like You're put right. out a bunch of cursing. It's hey, we this is how we talk. We like talk. this is how this like yeah. company. This is how this business is. This is how we speak to each other. And mm-hmm. I'm not Italian. I'm not from Chicago. Right. Um. But there's a lot of like yeah. you know stereotypes that I don't feel like they. It doesn't feel like they're like playing into it just to be like we're italian that's what we do it's like no this yeah. it feels very authentic it's real. so yeah i love that that makes me really happy actually okay, <laughs> okay. so five out of five flames for anna marie yeah mark that down in the books all right <laughs> so i <laughs> this is gonna be a great starting episode for uh 2023 acting i also said five out of five mm-hmm. um i really tried to be critical while i was doing these because i was like okay i love this show but let me look at the pilot episode you yeah. are spot on it feels like these people it feels to me like whoever is directing literally went into a restaurant put up a camera and and yeah. and made it seem like these people have known each other for yes. their whole lives even Sydney coming in, she seems like an outsider, but she really understands who Carmi is. And the mm-hmm. acting done by that actress um, is so spot on. And I think like Jeremy Allen White is really great. I think that um, the actor who plays Richie, like they just get their character. Yeah. And every single person in that show gets who their character is and really yeah. just acts the crap out of it. So I love 
this score and this mm. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I think it plays perfectly into the script, the acting. Um, the fact that one of my favorite bands, Wilco, is like featured throughout this series, but it starts um, with Via Chicago, the song Via Chicago, and it's mm-hmm. when Carmi and Sugar are kind of like interacting. I think that they it, they purposefully pull um, musicians and songs that really fit moments. So as a person mm-hmm. who loves music, I think it's five out of five. Yeah. Okay. Again, so the script, I, I said 4.5 out of five. The reason why I said that, and I, I could definitely be convinced to making it a five out of five, is just <laughs> I think that in terms, and maybe this isn't fair, for a pilot script, I think it's really great. Um, there is a lot of like talking over, and then once you realize that that's just kind of how this script is and it works, I think then it clicks into that five out of mm-hmm. five. But for the first episode, there's they do a really excellent job building in that backstory, like you said, without saying, mm-hmm. and I moved here from, you know, New York because my brother yeah. died. And so now I'm going to take over his shop. It's like, you get it through phone calls, you get it yep. through like facial expressions or like a slip of paper. You know, you get the fact that like his knife was like thrown on the floor because he picks it up and he doesn't find out who did it. He doesn't find out what happened. And mm-hmm. I just, there's just so many different little things. So I would say for this episode, 4.5, but I think overall, like the whole show definitely is a five out of five for the script because I think everything works really well together. Okay. I could also just be convinced to say five out of five, but you know, <laughs> it makes me want to watch it more. Just the fact that I sat and watched the whole thing in like four hours, definitely five out of five. I think that <laughs> it is a show like that um, critic said. It, it leaves you with a lot of questions. It answers some questions, but it leaves you with a lot of like, wait, well, what did happen to Michael? Right. So I, um, five out of five makes me want to watch it more. And my overall score is a five out of five for this episode. Gotcha. I think that um, it's just really a really well done show that I actually feel is um, there's not a lot of shows like this. Like we have shows like about government and the office and like, you know, <laughs> schools and things like that. But like in a restaurant, that's not strictly like comedy or mm-hmm. strictly, I don't, I don't even know if there's like a drama that takes place in a restaurant, but other than like movies. Yeah. I just think it's like you said, it's so well done. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of my, one of my parents' favorite shows with John Favreau, Chef. Chef. That, okay. And I will admit, my parents tried to get me to watch that show for years. They were like, <laughs> you're going to love it. I was like, whatever. I watched it yeah. and it is such a good show or it good is. movie. And I think that I feel like this is sort of in that same vein of like what it depiction is of like probably mm-hmm. a restaurant and you know what chef life so also we have not talked about though what? the food and like how they depict like what they make what they make and like i don't know just the close-ups of like him sauteing garlic and oh yeah you know Oof. the breads oh, and garlic. you can just smell like this like beef and they take a bite of it and it's like oh my gosh it's so good so like yeah, clearly- even they they who made it are like man that's good you yeah, know and i think it's like a nod to he's changed the recipe just a little bit to make it even better mm. than it was so and that yeah i think goes into kind of like what you're saying they don't like that he's there like 
who do you think you are coming into this place that you've never been to and you think you're all high and mighty, some like top-notch chef trying to change things. And then they realize some of the changes are for the better, you know? And so that probably like they're going to turn around. Oh, yeah. We've already seen that with uh, Marcus, like you said. Thanks for watching uh, The Bear. Again, you can watch it on FX or Hulu. Um, it's all all of the episodes. I know mm-hmm. they have a season two. I don't know when if, if it's been like named. I've heard it's doing. probably going to be like early this year oh, nice. because there's like so few episodes and they're pretty short. So yeah. it obviously doesn't take them a long time to no. make it. But that's what I heard. And they film that's it good. in Chicago at that restaurant. The Mr. Mr. Beef. Yeah, so let's go to Chicago. Um, anybody who wants to join us and meet up with us at some point. Pilot lights. So fun. Pilot yeah. lights. <laughs> 2023. Oh, <laughs> Chicago. I love Chicago. Anyways, all right. Well, let's talk about what we have coming up. Next you want to do that? Yeah this, yeah, this next episode and maybe in the next couple weeks what we have planned. Okay, so um, if you are new to our show, one, you should go back to the beginning and watch and listen to all of our shows. Mm-hmm. Um but we like to alternate, you know, sometimes of like Britney's choice and then my choice, kind of go back and forth. We like to mix up genres and um, different styles of shows. So next week, our show, I'm already laughing, our show is called, that we're going to watch and talk about is called An Astrological Guide for Broken Hearts. And it is... It sounds like an informative show. No, like it is a scripted comedy, kind of like a rom-com. It is on Netflix. So you can just type in on Netflix an astrological guide for broken hearts. It technically is an Italian show. So you better have those subtitles on if you like to watch it (laughs) before listening to our show. Um, So that's next week. But then like coming up, we're going to try to get some guest hosts with us to talk about um other shows we have like a whole long list of of things that we've been wanting to talk about so i'm really excited Brittany, mm-hmm. are you excited oh my gosh i actually i'm really excited and i think like i'm excited it was nice to take a little break to kind of ponder on what we've yeah. already done and how we kind of want to shape this show into being even more fun for us to yeah. record. And I think bringing in people, I've had several of my friends, like my friend Krista, shout out Krista Bropes, uh, <laughs> said like, hey, when you do Dawson's Creek, I'm already petitioning to be on it. And I have several friends I know who love Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah. um, oh my gosh. I <laughs> I love Dawson's Creek mainly because of who? Yeah. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. And um, check us out on Instagram at pilotlights.podcast and Facebook, Pilot Lights. We have a a new page. Um, We're probably going to put up some polls maybe to get some input of what shows you would want to listen to us, you know, talk about. Um, And then, yeah, it's going to be a great little season. Should I call it that? Yeah. Like, I I mean, I think we're still season. I don't know if we're going to break it It down into season season one, episode 11. (laughs) Anyways. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.
You always do that. What? <laughs> see you next week. We don't see them. <sighs> Listen to you next week. I'll see you next week. That's why I say that. You'll listen to us next week. (laughs) (laughs) I will not see the listeners, but I will see you.